Julia, would you consider yourself a master debater? I consider myself more of a team player. (laughs) (laughs) This is episode 11 of Disengaging. Our show recapping our spiciest takes on season three of The Real Housewives of Salt Lake City. I'm Julia Ritchie in Nashville, Tennessee. And I'm Nicole Nixon in Sacramento, California. Can I have a glass of water, please? I'm dying. Sorry, I didn't mean to You would like to clarify. Yeah, Yeah, um, get yourself a a nice big glass of water because we have a lot of drama and... (laughs) Depressing things to discuss. Depressing, like, therapy session topics to go through with, with... these five four salt lake city ladies i know there was like it was such a slog for there only being four of them on (laughs) there um so the way we were gonna like break it up is like we'll talk about the first reunion show and then we'll talk about the second reunion show and and then we'll i guess it will never come back and (laughs) again this is it guys this is our last episode of the season thank you so much for being a part of our our, our healing our journey, journey. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a lot of fun um but we don't fun. need to get to goodbyes yet um because yeah I, so it took us a while to watch the two episodes because yeah. we were like not looking forward to it because it was kind of a depressing season right yeah i mean we were talking before this and i was like I put off watching these episodes until literally the last minute, like two hours ago. I powered through the yeah. two hours, and here we are. I, I think I, I kind of felt like I gave you a homework assignment this week. <laughs> well, I, I felt I, like, like it. I, I did. Like, I was like, I, I was like, Nicole, it's Friday. <laughs> I know. I was like, I still need to watch the reunion shows. I was going to do that tomorrow. What um, looks good for you? I was very much like bossing you around because I was like, we have to do the last episode. I was even like, if it kills us. Oh, I'm gonna go do something fun on Saturday, and I'll watch the <laughs> two episodes on Sunday. And then I was like checking out with you. Okay, I'm starting them. Yeah, not great for Bravo if like the people doing a podcast on your show don't even want to watch your yeah show. yeah. Um, I I think sort of to like even the kickoff of the reunion show. They do this funny entrance or allegedly funny. Oh, yeah. I didn't find it that funny with a sprinter van. And it just looked so weird, like rolling this car. Anytime a car is inside a building, it looks weird. And then they like get out without like falling, but barely. And it just, <laughs> it, it was kind of like so clumsy mm. that it was a great metaphor for this season is just like women spilling out all their feelings and emotions out of a sprinter van. <laughs> like a clown like, car. <laughs> like a clown car. Yeah. <laughs> Huh, that's interesting. I kind of liked it. I'm definitely, oh, like, they okay. can get me with the, like, uh, TV stage magic. Like, okay. I eat that shit up. So I you're was like, like oh, I... it's Sprinter Van. How funny. You're <laughs> they, like... like, played all the drama in the Sprinter Vans <laughs> over the years. And I was like. You're the one when you see America's Got Talent clips in your social feed. You stop <laughs> to watch it, even if it's something really stupid, like a guy swallowing, like, um, billiard balls or something. <laughs> Wow, you know me really well. I'm easily entertained, and I don't think there's anything wrong with that, okay? I know. that's not. I sounded meaner than I actually meant it to. I, I was like, no, it's like you seem like this would, This is exactly who they did this Sprinter Man so. thing for. <laughs> so. Um, okay, well, Jen was not there, but pretty early on in the reunion, they get her on the phone, and I thought that was hilarious, like, to settle – uh, this de- I don't even remember what the debate was about. That's the but- thing. It's like you just said that, and I was like, "Wait, what was she weighing in on?" And it was like it was one of the rumors that had been spread throughout yeah. the season. 
Oh, it was the pill. Can't... It was the pill popper. Oh, yeah, one. the pill popper thing. Yeah. So Meredith calls Jen, who whose legal team had advised her against going on the reunion show. Um, she was happy to settle one at least one debate via phone. Though. Yeah, which is like, did you say anything about me taking like ketamine and other substances? <laughs> special was, K. Everyone yeah, knows was, what that is. The special K is. I, it was a, that was a wild exchange. It was right? a wild exchange. It made me realize that, that, that like all of these women are probably on SSRIs, which is great. Mm-hmm, it's like mm-hmm. more more um, visibility for the depressed community, <laughs> myself included. <laughs> I feel. Nicole, I feel seen. <laughs> I don't yeah. take special K, but I feel seen. <laughs> Anyways, Jen says she did not spread those rumors. Um, but I don't know. Meredith just seemed really bitter the whole reunion. Yeah. She was very defensive about a lot of things. Almost like yeah. anything, any question she was asked, she was like, I, I will give credit to andy because she she minimized a lot of her gossiping as like well i was you know (laughs) i was just carrying on a conversation yeah oh i was just repeating the things that i had heard which is like that's gossip and i love totally and she acts like she's above that but she's not and then Mm -hmm. i also love that they had receipts for Meredith whenever she tried to be like oh i did not say that then they would play a clip of her saying exactly that um and for, same thing with them. like with Andy being like, did you actually reach out to Lisa on her birthday? Mm-hmm. And then she looked like a little kid who got yeah, caught. Like, she did. You know? She got caught. <laughs> yeah. So there was like some good accountability moments, yeah. I would say. Um, but they were still, I don't know, unpleasant. Yeah. It wasn't like satisfying accountability. It was like these women are all miserable. <laughs> That's why I said it. And it was, maybe it's a bitchy thing to say, but I mean, that's what I was told. It is a bitchy thing to say, Lisa. Well, we all say a lot of bitchy things. I'm not the only one. No, you're not. We can move on now. You know, I feel like Lisa Barlow showed up to the reunion ready to have fun and no one else wanted (laughs) to play. You know, like there was, was no like, fun to Les, Lisa was like trying to like, she's like, like one, there was like a moment, like a fourth wall breaking moment where the cameras break for commercial and Lisa was like just crying and she turns to Whitney and she's like well, she's like why am I the only one crying am I, am I am I a big baby and Whitney's just like I've already cried enough like this wow is just, I missed that yeah it was like for for them it's just a job they have to show up to the reunion like Lisa is living in the moment you know she said she's gonna release a holiday album EP I know like I love that I'm like I feel like she's the only one that understands like the campiness yeah of being a real housewife whereas like the rest of them are like so dour and like down yeah I know but like Lisa was like ready to she's ready to spar she was ready to like Lisa is like able to compartmentalize better than most of these other women I feel like yeah I think she's a real businesswoman too yeah she's like this this franchise is a business and I'm gonna Mm -hmm. leverage it to like sell frosties and like holiday (laughs) albums I'll be the first in line I honestly Uh I'm ready for it I think, yeah, I think people appreciate that about Lisa this season, especially she was, like, a highlight when everybody else was dealing with these, like, really heavy and, like, less fun topics. Lisa was just... She understood, like, stupid drama. Like, that's what people want in The Real Housewives, is they want, like, drama with, like, low stakes, which is, yes. like... Um, Not what this did someone been. like Like, did someone cancel 
did she cancel the, the cater? <laughs> it was so stupid, but you could follow it so easily, right? Uh-huh. It was like, did she or did she not do that to like undercut Angie H? Yep. So simple. So f- like, f- I won't, I don't know, fun is the word, but it's like frivolous, you know? Yeah. Like frivolity is a big mm-hmm. theme of these franchises. Uh-huh. And everyone else was like, I'm going to bring not- storylines that are really dramatic. And it's like, And no, hard no, no. to follow and like so layered. Yeah. And like, obviously like, you know, Whitney can't talk about like yeah. every part of like her sexual abuse, like whatever happened to her, you know? And it's yeah. like, so I just feel like they need Lisa to coach them on how to like fight over dumb things again. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> everything they fought over this season was super serious, like life and death crap. I know. <laughs> Yeah. I'm like, boo. Too too real, please. This is too much. (laughs) Too real. Seriously. I guess we they did say real housewives. I know. Well, hopefully the next season is a little lighter and more frivolous. Yes. And less like homework to watch every week. So when you're going up against someone who's like a master debater, it's hard. Who's a master debater? Heather. Heather. Me? Yeah. Congratulations. Well, early on in the episode, they get to um, they talk about Jen's guilt, uh, guilty plea, which Mm -hmm. came after the season ended, um, but before her sentencing. And so they're all kind of like asked about that early on in in the reunion. Whitney and Meredith are both like very canned, like, well, I was really surprised because she was so like adamant that she was, you know, innocent. And I thought she would fight it the whole way. And then Lisa does her, like, play the fence thing that she always does. Because it, like, came after another answer where she said, I have mixed emotions. Mm -hmm. I think she was like, I have mixed emotions about Jen not being here today. I have mixed emotions about Jen pleading guilty in telemarketing. It was like, I felt like she had rehearsed it through her, like, six lawyers that she has on retainer. Right? Yeah. It doesn't seem like she Uh was like, it just seemed really rehearsed. And then Heather, oh, what a mess. We'll get to her a little later. But she was, again didn't really answer the question um that Andy posed to her about like you know don't you feel lied to yeah and so yeah kind of the reactions you'd expect uh-huh um but n- still not a lot of not accountability s- for like how they behave during the season yeah her, you know and not satisfying really because it was pretty rehearsed so yeah I don't know it just didn't feel that genuine a lot of times yeah um they did mention uh dana's blow up uh so they bring in the three friends uh, midway through the episode and i just i really have to point out that this is the this was actually probably the funniest part to me is like why did you get so mad at jen it's because jen made racist and classes comments to her which is like that's horrible but like mm-hmm. the classes comment was like you live in tuella and i was like <laughs> Oh, my God. Tuwilla gets national name I drop. love it so much. I love it okay. so much. Okay. We should tell, for our listeners who do, have never been to Tuwilla, <laughs> how would you describe Tuwilla? Oh, how would I describe Tuwilla? Yeah, because I've been there. Mm-hmm. Have you been there or have you driven past it? Well, I guess I... There's I, no I, reason to go there unless you live there. Yeah, it's well, it's a speck of a town. Uh-huh. You know, like a, it's like a couple stoplight town. And um, it's sort of the entryway to some when you want to go to what's the mountain that's there that like the that's Antelope Island. To. Yes, and also the the mountain range. Like if you're going up toward um, the Ochre Mountains, and the Ochre like, Mountains really? are on the west side of Salt Lake 
city. Yeah, we're Tuila. Right? And Tuila's on the other side of the Ochre Mountains. So okay. if you're I driving. I remember one time I went hiking and I had to go through Tuila. <laughs> That's all okay. I remember. I don't, I don't do a lot of hikes out there, or I didn't. Like, most of the good hiking is in the Wasatch Mountains, which are, like, on the east side of Salt Lake City and, like, between Salt Lake and Park City. I think I would describe it as very rural, Yes, though. it's Does very... that surprise you that Dana lives in, in such a rural community? Um, I, yes, I was surprised that she lived in Tooele, but I wonder <laughs> yeah. if... I mean, some people live out there because they can just get more a lot more land out there. We yeah, don't no. know a lot about Dana. Like, the, you know, people that live out there, if they're – I also have, like, Salt Lake City has a – or Utah in general has a crazy housing crisis, and it's so expensive. So if yeah. you are in your 20s, 30s, and you want to buy your first home, like, Tooele is one of places you where you can afford it. Too. Yeah, so it's like yeah. people, people are getting pushed – further away from the Salt Lake metro areas. Um, but anyways, Dana's, I don't, I don't know. We don't know a lot about Dana, Dana or her family, what no, her but husband really does. Like the revealing part, like obviously it's funny because it's a small town, but not because there's like anything wrong with right. living there. So I want to no, like, totally. that's super clear. Like <laughs> definitely being a bitch. Um, but yeah, I think that reveals like a lot because at her sentencing, Jen said to the judge that she'd found like a lot of purpose through her like Black Lives Matter and racial mm-hmm. justice sort of things. And then um, I believe, Dana, that Jen made fun of her husband's name by like just guessing uh-huh. some other Hispanic names and then also yeah. saying the thing about Tuila, which, you know, it's like you can joke about like small bumpkin towns, but it's also like that was clearly aimed at like uh denigrating her like yeah totally economic status mm-hmm, for sure so anyways hearing that i was like wow i think i'm like definitely over jen like i defended mm-hmm. her all season practically but now like hearing someone say like that to someone even like it's like what the why stuff do- about her husband's name was so like ugh, but real yeah you could, just, you, could you could see did, it you, you could totally like, you, see jen doing i don't it. question that at all i don't like yeah yeah which is, it's just jen being the ultimate like villain this this whole show mm-hmm. has been like she became the thing that she was like felt tortured by her whole life which was not being like good enough and then she like turned into the thing that she hated you know damn yeah wow yeah. we were talking about a jen jen redemption arc earlier in the no. season and now it's like hard left to jen making herself into the villain she always dreaded being like Darth Vader. yeah and and i'll say maybe this is the the like tie because i was like i was trying to think of like a through line for these two <laughs> shows for us to discuss is like we all knew jen was like crazy and and unreliable and you know now um criminal <laughs> um, <laughs> but she really dragged heather down with her I I, I am think so as Jen's shocked. reputation has gone to the shitter. I you because we everyone was like, "What's going on with Heather? What's going on with Heather?" Yeah, and I was like, of course it would go down because she's tied herself. Yeah, so it's like as Jen is going down, she's dragging Heather down with her. I don't oh, want to totally 100%. like say that to like scapegoat Heather's own not culpability. That, well, not that, and also not that Heather hopefully is going to be named in some you know, yeah, right. know fraud investigation but 
Yeah, Heather. They did seem shocked by the sealed indictment, though. So oh, my God. Another, yeah, another, yeah, receipt that Meredith pulled out of nowhere. Didn't Whitney deserve at least the same patience and grace you gave Jen for far worse? That's an interesting point. Do you think she holds you to a different standard that she holds Jen? Definitely. Absolutely. I hold her to an absolutely different standard. You hold her to a higher standard. Much higher. But that your actions don't convey that. Can we talk about Jen or um, Heather? And I don't know. She's going through some shit this season. And she just needs to, to figure yeah. some stuff out. But I was really shocked. It, we finally got like her and Whitney talking it through. And Whitney was feeling like Jen yeah. hasn't been cutting her enough slack. Or Jen has. Jesus I'm, why am I saying Jen? <laughs> because they're tethered. They're like, God, they're they are. Of, they're the same person well, now. It. It's like, I didn't realize that until watching this episode. Like, yeah, like every opportunity Andy and even the other women gave Heather to distance herself from Jen. She, she wouldn't. She would not do it. And that to me was like, that's the storyline of yeah. this whole season. It's not the black eye. It's not the whatever mm-hmm. um it's not even like jen's like trial it's really jen and heather having the most toxic codependent relationship yeah um and i was like trying to think about that in my own life and it's like i definitely sometimes you know like i think about like at work you know where you're like you 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 have natural allies at work and so when something's upsetting your coworker, you immediately you're like mm-hmm. i'm gonna go in and i'm gonna mm-hmm. back them up and that's sort of how they they yeah. operated the whole season. They always had like, each other's. Well, but that's yeah. the thing, though, is like Heather always had Jen's back, but Jen was literally talking shit no, on Heather yeah. in the yeah, hot yeah, tub yeah. with all the other women, and that just made me so mm-hmm. sad that Heather and she knows all this, and she was asked all about this at the reunion. Why are you still going to be friends with Jen? You saw the tapes of her talking shit on you in the hot tub. And Heather was just like, at one point, Heather really said, maybe Jen's a bad person, but, but dot, dot, dot. And she, I don't think she finished the sentence. It just, yeah, she, it like, that was crushed a, me that was to also, just watch like, her. Someone that Whitney praises as a master debater. Yeah. <laughs> like, I was like, she actually do- isn't because she, all of her logical, it's like circular logic. It doesn't, it doesn't yeah. make sense. Like it just, she just reinforces her own circular logic about why mm-hmm. it's okay for Jen to talk about her behind her back, but then she won't forgive Whitney for like yeah. one little conflict. And in admitting that she holds Whitney to a higher standard. So that like, was crazy. Okay. So this was in reunion two, right? This was the second episode, I think. Okay. So in reunion two, uh, it, the, the best exchange or one of the best exchanges was when, um, it was a question, I think from a, a, a like a, audience person that said you know do you hold Whitney why are you holding Whitney to this standard that you don't hold Jen to and then mm-hmm. and then Whitney's like yeah great question like why what? Mm-hmm. and and then Heather says yes I do hold you to a higher standard than Jen which is why I've been less forgiving of your I don't understand that she holds Whitney to a higher standard but she's like not willing to move past this one thing yeah it's like you can do at a time when whitney's processing like crazy trauma from her past i love that heather was shown uh minimizing 
Yeah. That that was really I forgot about that during the season and like seeing it again, I was like, that was really cruel. Mm-hmm. Which is what everyone's been saying about Heather all season is like yeah. she's been acting very differently. Mm-hmm. So I sent you a tweet earlier this week about um, Heather's sister who was featured on an earlier season and she tried it was when they would go to Aspen or Vale. They went to Vale. Yeah. Yeah. And so she and she like met up with her sister and her sister or sister-in-law. Maybe her actual sister. No, it's her actual sister. Oh, because this sister left the church when they were young mm-hmm. and family, like, con- like low contact or no contact. And so she reconnected with her sister who had left the church and they kind of bonded over that. But then, do you want me to read this comment? Yeah, please Then do. her sister commented on a post that Whitney had made about the reunion and she said, Whitney Wildrose, stop waiting for Heather. Until she has a use for you, she has no use for you. Believe me, I know. I waited 20 plus years for her only to be used for a storyline in Vail. She hasn't spoken to me since the day we filmed, and I consider it to be the last conversation we will ever have. It was nice to meet you in Vail. Sorry that you finally saw the real Heather. I gasped. I did too. I was like, that's so like. Yeah. I mean, I'm even just hearing you read it. I was like, that's so visceral. That's the word. Like Mm -hmm. hearing like her sister writing that publicly on another cast member's page just completely like yanks the veil down from Heather's like persona. It's not, Mm -hmm. it's not, it's not pretty. It's not pretty. No. Yeah. And I believe her, you know, that she probably, I believe I went to look for it. I couldn't, I wonder if she had deleted it or Whitney had deleted it, but. Oh, so hopefully we're not spreading misinformation. I hope not. Two journalists just reading comments they saw on Twitter secondhand from Instagram. <laughs> okay, I got us off Black Eye though, because we gotta, yeah, we gotta wrap up with the Black That's Eye. Black I know eye. It's, like, it's, it's exactly okay. like it was all season. Oh, okay. Here's my favorite. <laughs> fun, here's my favorite fun fact about the Black Eye. How Andy asked Heather how long did it was it bruised, and she said about ten days. And then I I think I wrote mm-hmm. down in our notes like. It her her black eye lasted ten days, but on, as a storyline, it lasted like two years, six months, <laughs> <laughs> like the trip to San Diego itself. Seriously, but I was like, you Seriously. know, like not to minimize, it was a serious injury, but it was also like, oh, sh- it cleared up in like a week and a half. Whereas, like, I know. we've been we've been wondering for months what happened. Uh huh. And there's not even a like good explanation for how she got it like she her now she's saying that she doesn't even know that she blacked out she was really drunk she woke up and had scratches and a black eye and she has a lot of shame about that because she grew up you know in a conservative uh, culture in the LDS church where drinking is like a no-no frowned upon um, and I found that relatable as mm-hmm. somebody who grew up in, in the LDS church that she, you know, this has happened on, uh, on a TV show for everybody to see and like her family will find out and connect it to the drinking. Um, and she feels shame about that. I, I don't know. I believed that. I didn't want to. <laughs> I felt like that is, I feel like it can be both though. Like it's an easy out, but. I definitely, like, believed the feelings 
that she felt about it, but it also is like. But she also said some conflicting things before that. Oh, totally. So like, and they had it all on right. camera. And, and she she said, I didn't want them to to hijack my narrative, like storyline again, like yeah she, and he's like what do you mean and basically like allowing the housewives to like in- insert what they think happened but they did that anyways yeah, yeah. they totally all yeah. did that anyways while like acknowledging that they didn't know because heather didn't and, know yeah so she she kind of like you say like i believe it i believe she was ashamed but then the yeah. way she le- leaned into it and then apparently jeopardized some of the production staff by implicating that there was more to it i didn't that was like yeah. a weird subtext that happened in- that was a weird subtext too that like she didn't have a good explanation well maybe they need to interview all the production staff and ask them and have that investigation i know that got dark yeah and so she said and then, and then she's and, like and i do want an investigation i don't want an investigation and whitney's like which right. one is when, it? well once she realized what an investigation actually means and that Somebody, you know. So you think she, somebody, she could still be hiding? I feel like I, like, I believe her, like, shame spiral excuse. I also feel like she, she knew, like, she woke up and had an inkling, but she chose to bury it. And maybe Jen did hit her, and she just doesn't want to believe that, so she chose to bury it. And now, like, <gasps> she has – maybe she has forgotten Dude, because she's, like, buried it so deep. And it's, like, she – is so dark. She, I mean, they I were – like, I think there is validity to your point that – and we also just – we kind of saw what was happening. And maybe Jen didn't hit her, but, like, something, like, got out of hand. It was like, like yeah. housing elbow. Right. And she could – because she could feel even more shame about something yeah. like that. Yeah. Um, guy, I, I think the yeah. lesson here is don't drink and like know your limit, right? Know your limit and know when to go crazy yeah. and when to like put a little leash on it because there's cameras, you know? Yeah, I mean that part I was like, yeah, I could see why she's like ashamed. Um, they, I mean, I think they kind of encourage them to get crazy on the oh totally they do yeah that was it it, that was just man now i'm like man that was such a dark plot line and like as as someone on twitter said like when it first they start first started like teasing it because again this is Mm -hmm. like i mean the real housewives is implicated in this because they were the ones they didn't have to like pull it out they did you know they chose to pull it out and highlight it and yeah drag it out multiple episodes that someone and tease it someone said on twitter it's like over and over and over really like deplorable basically that they would use um an assault basically like you know the or like mm-hmm. the even the suggestion of abuse and assault as a narrative device um yeah and i totally agree you know and it, it's like again kind of reiterating this was such an unfun season <laughs> i know just a lot of really ethical like yucky things yes I don't yeah. want to think about ethics when I watch Real Housewives. <laughs> no, I don't either. We didn't know we were going to like oh, get a PhD and like, um, <laughs> I don't know. Morality. So, yeah, social, emotional. Like, you know. <laughs> Let's do fashion moments. Let's do fashion moments. Okay. I thought I thought Meredith was the winner. She had the velvet orange. We, I, mean, I agree. A bit about she these, looked but, yeah. snatched. Her like, yes. her figure looked great. Yes. 
She she definitely her makeup looked good too. Yeah, I thought, some, sometimes they do like too much tanning stuff. Yeah, and I I thought hers was great. I love turtlenecks on dresses. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You're like you don't agree. You just mm. went. You just went. I think <laughs> Meredith looked great. I don't know if I could wear if it was velvet. I love velvet dresses. I would wear velvet. Do you own a turtleneck? Uh, I don't think I own a turtleneck. <gasps> okay. I think I had, like, my mom raised me in turtlenecks. Mm. And so now it's like I've returned to them and I love them. And I'm like, maybe this is like a nostalgia thing for me. Mm. But I love the way turtlenecks look. And they used to be like, I think thing. they do look very chic. And I think they are yeah. having a moment. Yeah. But you, when, I just you, but when I was a on. kid, they were not chic. They were like the epitome of being nerdy and like mm-hmm. not cool. <laughs> Steve Jobs made them cool again. Yeah. Yeah, and and then the Theranos lady who copied Steve Jobs. <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> okay, um, Dana, we talked about loving Dana's look when the looks first came out. I on screen, I also loved it very much. The yeah, the cape was killer. a very dramatic, and she, obviously, it didn't give her a lot of time on screen. But her, uh-huh. she had a, a statement dress. That made a, a real impression for yeah. I think it's just like she understood the assignment kind of thing, which is like you're only mm-hmm. gonna get three minutes on this reunion show, make it count. And <laughs> Bring she's it. like, yeah, she did. She really brought it. She did. Um, mm-hmm. And I thought Angie Kays was pretty good as well. Had like again the she looked good. Yeah, like they all looked. I mean, I still hated Whitney's. Yeah, the zippers. Altogether, they looked. Yeah, the zippers were not flattering. No, I I didn't think Heather's was that. I mean, it was fine, but it, it was. I didn't like the wrap. It looked like it a, looked kind of cheap. Like the fabric, wrapping looked... paper. I'm, you know, when you yeah. like, you see like at, like Thanksgiving, Christmas time, like wrapped pumpkins, like <laughs> kind of had like a a foil, yeah. a foiled look to it. Uh huh. <laughs> mm, like a cellophane. Yes. Yes. Yeah. That cellophane is the word. <laughs> very. Yeah. So Mer- they all looked. T- I feel like they all looked very. Um, autumnal together mm-hmm. it looked like fall colors and i was like this is like a few months too late yeah. on the fall vibes but i still liked the season one reunion where they had the ice fishing set <laughs> that was really that was so funny yeah yeah this one was like weird church <laughs> i know the church thing was so another weird thing right? it added to like the like mm-hmm. heavy like i don't know yeah were they all like needing to confess this is like a broken down church i know well we kind of discussed this on the last episode but um regardless of whether we do another season of this podcast will you watch next season uh i will okay. give next season a good college try all right and if I'm feeling three, four episodes in how I've been feeling about this season, I might have to take a break. How about you? I think I'm with yeah. you. Okay. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you. Like, I think I will not want to do another podcast probably. <laughs> not because this hasn't been amazing. It's been really yeah. amazing. But yeah, I just thought like there were just times when I was like, man, I might want to skip a week. <laughs> you know? mm-hmm. We had those discussions where we literally skipped weeks because we were like, this, but I'm hopeful that maybe the producers and it seems like Andy. Has yeah, been, I think they know. I think they've like there's been very so much feedback. in touch with their. Uh, that's what I kind of love about the show. We're talking about like Bachelor versus Real Housewives and like different mm-hmm. fandoms. 
what I really like about the Real Housewives fandom is they're super like real time responsive. Yeah. To their fans. Well, they like use their and they use fan questions on the Watch What Happens Live and the reunions. So you and yeah. I, we have to talk about community mm. engagement a lot now as part <laughs> of our jobs in journalism and how we can like reach new audiences. And it's like Bravo gets it. Like public radio needs to take a page from Bravo and like real time incorporate feedback because that shit Agree. is fire. And like like every week we're swapping like tweets and instagram posts of like <laughs> different theories it's crazy uh-huh i know oh, so well does that do it for this season of disengaging i think so we don't know when we might enter the bravo verse again nicole but rest assured we will let our fans know when we do we are thinking about, I'm going to put this out there, a special book club episode of Heather's book, Bad Mormon, but we're not going to commit to that. Not committing to it, but we're <laughs> we're aspirationally putting it on our uh, vision board. <laughs> <laughs> this episode of Disengaging was produced by me, Julia Ritchie. And me, Nicole Nixon. Don't forget to rate us in, uh, on Spotify, Apple, wherever you get your podcasts. Um, I'll still have my sub stack going and you can catch up on all of our episodes this season uh, on there. So thanks for thanks for coming along for the for the joy ride. And we'll catch you on the flippity flip. <laughs> Fudge College.